Yes, sir. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yo, I'm almost through with this gallon, and it's only 1.33 p.m., man. That's how you get it done, man. What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. Back again. I got my co-host, Water, holding me down, holding me down. I had some nasty water on my flight back from Orlando. I bought this random, uh, random jug of water from the airport. I didn't like the way it tasted. It tasted a little weird. It tasted a little funny, but it wasn't funny. It was stale joke funny. You know what I mean? I ain't like it too much. It was a weird taste. But I finished it because I'm a soldier for water. I'm going to finish the water. But it was weird. I, I, I wasn't rocking with it, man. I wasn't rocking with it. And I was like, yeah, let me, let me go ahead and... Uh... And another thing I noticed about myself... This ain't got nothing to do with water, but I do want y'all to drink more water. Drink it every day, daily, a lot of it. One little 16-ounce bottle ain't going to cut it. That ain't going to cut it. The little 16-ounce, the little 16-ounce ain't going to cut it. That's nothing. That's nothing. Don't think you're doing something because you had a little 16-ounce. I don't even want to say ounce correctly. It's ounce. You know, you need more. You got to do more. You got to do better. Okay, you need more water in your life, man. Get in on it. It's not going to hurt you. It's only going to benefit you. Okay? I just want to throw that in there and let you know what's real out here, man. Drink more water. Got my producer extraordinaire, Sabrina. She yeah. is in New York. Yes, sir. But she's still pulled up for the production. Yes, sir. Dedication. You are in Alphabet City right now? <laughs> yeah. I never even heard man. of Alphabet City. Is that in Manhattan? Yes, it is. Sorry, hold on. Yeah, it is. Bless you. Thank you. So she is in Manhattan right now. The means of Allen, the Staten, and nigga carry yeah. gas in Mad Police Manhattan. in Manhattan. <laughs> Shout out to Raekwon. Incarcerated uh, Scarfaces is one of my favorite Woo songs. One day I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my my top twenty Wu Tang songs together. I'm gonna do top twenty five. So that's gonna be all Wu Tang songs, mm-hmm. whether they solo or group. Damn, and I'm a, yeah, it's gonna be tough. Cream will probably be, be number one, just to just to bring down the <laughs> the tension and the anticipation. Right. Cream will probably be number one. Right. Triumph is gonna be on there. Incarcerated Scarfaces. Uh, verbal in the course. Ice cream. Let me, let me just put only Bill for Cuban Links on there as a whole. Uh, but yeah, y'all. But we back. We are. Folks in the other day. To check up on him. Uh, Raekwon? Yeah. He doing good? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be worried about him, man. Do you? Why? Come on. Huh? I said, come on. Yeah, you never know. I feel like too, we losing too many of our greats. I'd be like, you good? Oh. You all right? <laughs> you feeling okay? You good? <laughs> you good? Yeah. Who... For the uh, for my patron saints in here, who is your favorite Wu Tang member? I want to know from my patron saints who your favorite in Wu Tang. Jizza, Meth, 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 Ghost, ODB, Ghostface, uh, Method Man, Method Man, Method Man, Inspector Deck, Meth, 
RZA, Meth, Meth and ODB, Ghost, Meth, Ghost, Meth, OD, Meth, Meth, ODB, Ghost, Ghost, Method Man, Meth, Ghostface, Hey Y'all, I'm Late, <laughs> ODB, most smashable is, of course, Method Man, Meth, uh, Tony Stark, Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no Ray. Nobody said Ray. Nobody said Ray. I'm going to say Ray Ghost Meth. Hey, they did an album together. Did you know that? What? All three of them? Yeah. Just those three. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that came out a few years ago. It was just Meth, Ray, and Ghost. I think I remember the cover. The cover cover was super dope. It was like a comic book. Yeah, they just did it, them three. Uh, okay. My favorite Wu Tang member is Ghostface, um, and that's based on sheer uh, catalog. So that's my favorite. My favorite uh, name would probably be Ghost and Raekwon. Yeah, that's it. Wu Massacre. Yeah, just, okay. I remember this. Yeah. I remember this cover being. Fun. We need to Meth, get this on Ghost the wall. Ray. Meth Ghost Ray. Yeah. For, oh, I would love to have that on the wall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my favorite is Ghost. I think he has the best name in hip hop, and his albums are just the best to me in the Wu Tang uh, discography, outside of like uh, the group album in the '36. Iron Man and uh, Supreme Clientele are like my favorites. I love uh, my favorite. My favorite Wu Tang albums, solo albums. This is my top five. Uh, any order, I'm going to just throw them out there. Uh, Supreme Clientele, Iron Man, Only Built for Cuban Links, Liquid Swords, and I will go with, uh, shit, it'll probably be another Ghost album, whether it be Bulletproof Wallets or Fish Scale. Um, yeah, it might be one of those. ODB's debut is up there. Um yeah, I think those are those are about the the favorites on the Wu solo joints. Yo, I got a random ass question. Yo, lay it on. Uh, lay it do on. you remember the first time you ever heard Immortal Techniques dance with the devil? Yes, I do. I do remember. Well, where were you? I was in the Department of Black Programs at NMSU on uh-huh. campus. Uh, my boy, my boy Vince. Shout out to Vince, man. That's one of my guys. He loves Immortal Technique. Immortal Technique and Chino Excel were his were his favorite rappers, right? And so he was like, yo, man, have you heard Dance with the Devil with Immortal Technique? And I was like, nah, man, cue it up. And so I listened to that track. Crazy storytelling, first of all. But the the ending in that in that record, oh. the end of that record is up there with the sixth sense as far as twist ending that you did not expect and blew your head off. A hundred percent. So Dance with the Devil probably had the best twist ending in hip-hop ever. I was like, wow. That's one of the best storytelling uh, tracks I've ever heard. So shout out to Immortal Technique. And he's always been a serious dude in terms of his content. His delivery, that dude can rap, rap. 
So shout out to Immortal Technique. If you are not familiar with this yeah. man, get familiar. Because if you value bars, if you value content, bars, and delivery, Immortal Technique is where you need to be. Yep. Just, just go down the rabbit hole of Immortal Technique and you won't be sorry. Now, if you like your raps basic and you, you all about the beat and the basic shit, stay away. Yeah. But, but if you really I, about that, get in on this. I agree. I remember I seen him one time at some vegan spot. And I was like, yeah, you know, I can't play it cool. Yeah. I'm not a cool person. I said, yeah. And then I calmed down and nobody knew what I was saying. Yeah. So I tweeted about it later. Uh -huh. I said, yo, I just seen the mortal technique at. <laughs> I forgot what restaurant it was. And he, <laughs> he responded, why'd you say hi? I was right. Like, I wouldn't have been cool. Man, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have been cool. That would have been my all. reaction. Why you ain't saying that? I know. I would have been like, yeah. Is he vegan? I don't know. I think he might be. Because yeah. he'd be at vegan spots. Um, Another way, I also want to say another dope twist ending in songs is uh -huh. listen to Atmosphere's Hair. So Atmosphere is the group uh -huh. and the song name is Hair. Great song. Yeah. Like, but the ending, literally the last line before it cuts off is hilarious. It's yeah. it's a funny twist. And then also Atmosphere uh, yesterday. 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 That's that ending hit me the first time I heard it. I'll say, yo, don't read the lyrics. Just listen to the song. Take the ride with him because he's such a dope storyteller as well. Uh, his lyrics are really dope because it really takes you through the process of things yeah so like yesterday and hair by gave atmosphere, you atmosphere I, is what you're saying huh? yeah i love atmosphere like yeah. he be telling stories <laughs> i love storytelling rap man i love a good story that's why yeah. i like i like Nas so much because Nas, he really paints a picture about what he's rapping about even even like when it's not a storytelling song he'll paint a visual that's just super clear like i remember he said something about the the piece of cheese burning the roof of his mouth it was just like just like details like that is just like wow, man. That's that's giving us a real vivid picture about what's going on, and then you can see it. So I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So the topics, the Grammys, the Grammys. Uh, Tyler the Creator got best rap album. I wanted it to be either Nas or Cole. Uh, that's just me because you know. Those are the two albums I rotated the most. Other nominees included Kanye West for Donda and uh, what was that fifth nominee? I can't remember who the fifth nominee was. But uh, Tyler won. I knew Tyler was going to win because I know the white audience really likes him. Oh, yeah. So I knew once I saw him as a nominee. And not, and not to discredit what a dope artist he is, but I just know the Grammys trajectory on how they do things. And I know I, I was like, yeah, Tyler's going to win it. Uh, and they, they repeatedly disrespect J. Cole. Like the Grammys yeah. show J. Cole no love. The fact that I don't think J. Cole has a Grammy. And I think that's, I'm like, why not? Why doesn't Forest Hills Drive have a Grammy? That album is still selling. Like that, Why doesn't that album have a Grammy? I want to know what y'all got against J. Cole. I need answers. I need answers. Is it because he kind of dissed the Grammys in one of his songs? Is that is that what's going on? Nope. Tyler dissed them too. So yeah, Tyler, Tyler did diss them. 
It's not, and I, that's I. I don't know what they gauge the awards on. That's been my biggest thing because yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, this album was snubbed. It's not about how much you like an album. It yeah. is the recording academy, so it's a lot to do with the engineering side and how sonically these things sound. Mm. Which is why your favorite albums might not make it because it just it, they just don't sound that good. Like mm. as far as on the you know scientific level or whatever. But I don't know what they're gauging it on. I'm gonna tell you this: they may accumulate their nominees like that, but when it comes to the winner for the rap album, they always gonna pick usually the most popular. Or a, an artist that the whites fuck with. That's why Eminem has so many. That's why they always give it to. Uh, I remember. I remember No Way Out beat out Wu Tang Forever, and it was like, I knew that was gonna happen because Puff Daddy was the biggest in the nominee list. Kanye West has several, as he should, because those albums are incredible. But he lost the ones where I feel like he should have won. Has he lost? Yeah, he lost like it not maybe not in the rap category, but like album of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, they, like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I don't think that won anything. And I don't 808s didn't win anything either, I don't think. I think my Dark Twisted got best rap. It did get best and rap. When I, when get, I say that, album of the year, when I say that, I mean for the rap category, they go for the most popular. Mm. Uh, other stuff, they'll go artistic for the other things. Like they a lot of times they'll avoid the biggest seller. But um I'm surprised they gave it to Outcast for album of the year. Because normally they're going to do white. Well, I mean, that album, The Appeal, like, I don't, you it know. It crossed over. Yeah. It, it it sold a lot if we're talking about the speaker box, right? Yeah. Speaker yeah. box, low below. They got album of the year. Rightfully so. Yeah. I really can't be mad at it. And even then, I'm thinking, like, on the, like, an engineering level as far as, like, sound-wise. And then I was looking at this. I noticed something else about the Grammys. So... I was looking at the list today. Since we talking Grammys, let's talk Grammys. I was looking at a list today, and it was the past winners for record of the year and song of the year. All right? Wait, let me find that list. Damn it. I think I might have lost it. Oh, here it is. Here it is right here. And it's surprisingly non-black. Mm -hmm. All right, so complete list of record of the year winners, all right? 2021, Billie Eilish. 2020, Billie Eilish. 2019, Childish Gambino. 2018, Bruno Mars. 2017, Adele. 2016, Mark Ronson. 2015, Sam Smith. 2014, Daft Punk. 2013, uh, Gatye or Gautier. Uh, Gautier, 2012, Adele, 2011, Lady Antebellum, 2010, Kings of Leon, 20, uh, 2009, Robert Plant and Alison Krauss, 2008, Amy Winehouse, 2007, Dixie Chicks, 2006, Green Day, 2005, Ray Charles and Nora Jones, 2004, Coldplay, 2003, Nora Jones. 2002, U2. 2001, U2. 2000, Santana featuring Rob Thomas. 1999, Celine Dion. 1998, Sean Colvin. 1997, Eric Clapton. 1996, Seal. 
So we truly have to dig back all the way to 1996. I'm taking Ray Charles out of it because he had just died then. And since he collabed with Noah Jones, I feel like they gave it that extra push. What about Gambino? Childish Gambino. From Childish Gambino to 1996, two blacks. Mm. It's definitely pop heavy. That's that, usually this, that's usually what it is. It's like whatever the whatever the because it's weird why they say record of the year and song of the year. What I don't get the difference? the difference between the two. Yeah, like what's the difference when you make a song? It's called a record, right? Right. I, yeah. I don't understand the difference. So it's just like, and then you know, once you go to the record of the year, it's it's the same, the same type of shit. So it's just like very interesting. But her her got a song of the year in twenty twenty one. But it's very, it's very, it's very non R and B ish, non hip hop ish. Yep, it, it, that's it usually what it is. If, and if they're in the there, winners. they're not gonna win. Rihanna yeah. didn't win a single Grammy for Anti. I didn't know that till the other day. And the cold part is about Anti. Anti has sta- staying power. It does. That was in that was in the Billboard charts for a few, a couple years, maybe even three. So that lets you know that. You know. And it spawned some hits off there. Like, work was number one for a while. And it was like, and she had a a vast, like, thing of genres in the album in right. general. So I don't understand how they, I was like, dang, it's crazy. They didn't get nothing. Right. It's weird. That's why I, the Grammys get on my nerves. Like, I like it when people win, but, yeah. you know. I it's got, hard It's hard to, like, look up to it and be like, ah, oh, one day I will Like, it'd be cool to right. win a Grammy, but at the same time, I know they don't necessarily respect your art the same way that you do. Right. And, and and the reason I even ended up down that Grammy rabbit hole was that CC Winans has fifteen Grammys, fifteen. Never would never knew she was collecting that many Grammys on the low, fifteen. So shout out to CC Winans for having fifteen Grammys at the. Can you imagine having fifteen Grammys at the crib? You having a game now. You having a cookout. You got fifteen Grammys over, over the fireplace. Just scattered throughout the house. You got a Grammy in your bedroom. You got three in the living room. You got some in the garage. Cause, cause pretty soon some of them gonna be in that garage. Oh yeah. Some of them gonna oh, be yeah. in the garage. <laughs> some of them gonna be in your junk drawer with the mail. Cause you got so many Grammys. It's like, damn, I got fifteen. You know, you cool with one. One is, one is all you need. Once you're a Grammy winner, you are a Grammy winner. But fifteen. Damn. I'm glad SZA won. I love SZA. She's one of my favorite singers out. And I'm glad she won. She hobbled up there on the crutches and got that Grammy with Doja Cat. Doja Cat was in the bathroom. SZA came up with the broke ankle. And it was just like, (laughs) yo, I want everybody to win their awards disheveled. I want this to be the new thing. I want people just to be coming out of nowhere. Just, oh, oh, shit, I was... Man, I was changing clothes. They come in with some jeans on, and then the top is still the tux. I want random come ups henceforth. I'm surprised. I I thought she wasn't gonna win anything, uh, Doja Cat, which would have been crazy because she had a killer year. Yeah, amazing year. And her album has staying power, like I said. And that song with her and SZA is like fire. It's a it's a really good song. Um, so. I'm glad SZA got a Grammy, though. I don't know if that's her first one or not. I feel like it is. She didn't get anything for Control? I would hope that she did, but I don't know. She deserved it for Control because Control was just... 
I feel like she had to get something for one of those. Like some, like if not a song from it, like you hopefully know, something. At least a song featuring. Maybe she does have a Grammy. I don't know because I don't be watching the Grammys no more. Maybe you'd be surprised at the people who don't. Yeah, I didn't know Nicki didn't have one. She don't have a Grammy. No. Wow. I thought for sure she, she would at least none. collect she has on best she rap has nomin- nomination. She has not won one at all. Well, damn. See, make that make sense. How does Nicki Minaj not have a Grammy somewhere, somehow, some way? So yeah, even then, didn't Nas just get his like two years ago? Yes. Yeah. Finally, for best rap album last year, he was up again. How many Grammys does SZA have? They couldn't even answer me, man. Straight up, answer my question. It don't say. Oh wait, no, it's no wonder. All right, Grammys. Uh, oh, she, oh wait, those are nominations. All right, let's see. Grammy Awards. She has one. Fourteen nominations, one Grammy. SZA. Yeah. So this is her first one. Yeah, overdue. Overdue. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it about the Grammys. Yeah, Sabrina quiet about the Grammys over there. She ain't had no... Uh... Oh, I can't hear Sabrina. That's probably why. Oh, I muted myself. Um, I, I do want to circle back to Gautier. Do you remember that song? It was that song, uh, Somebody That I Used to Know. Oh, yeah. That song was everywhere. It was everywhere. I, I actually listened to that song today. It was everywhere. <laughs> I never knew who was... sung it, but I'm like, I remember that song. Man, oh, that, was that song? song was everywhere. I never knew the person's name. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, that's the only reason I knew it, because I was like, oh, yeah. this song. Tory Lanez, what happened with Tory Lanez? What's going on? Oh, Tory Lanez violated his... Uh, his uh, and not parole. Uh, what's the restraining <laughs> order? Restraining order. That's the one. Yep. He got close he, to Meg. Yep, he got close to Meg. Where? No, he no, was no, no. It was on. Uh, uh, he's not supposed to like interact with her at all, and he was on Twitter yeah. talking. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What is your violated protective ass? and personal yeah. contact order in the Megan Thee Stallion case? Yep. Wow. And he's in handcuffs and. 350k. He what? Yeah. 350k He's... bond. That's what he had to pay. Look, when you 350K. shoot somebody in the foot, shut your ass up. Shut your ass. When you up. shoot somebody in the foot, shut your ass up. It's as simple as that. You're wrong. You're wrong. No matter what happened, you're wrong. What? Shut up. Hush, bro. People are defending him too. Of course, they've been defending it since it started. It's People gonna bad. defend the dumbest shit ever, just to defend it. It's you know one thing that rubs me wrong about any situation that's like this is when somebody does something. Let's let's I'll go straight for it. A male does something, uh-huh. and then they're like they're out to get him, and I'm like he. Did he not do something to get right? Like for them to come after you, it's not like it's just like oh out of nowhere. It's just like they they got him, and it's yeah. like nah, he did something. They out to get him. Like no, <laughs> he did that to himself, bro. How do you end up shooting a woman in the foot? Accidentally. <laughs> You're wrong, man. 
If I shot, well, I mean, if I shot somebody in the foot, I'm gonna shut the hell up. I'll be like, my bad, y'all. It's just you know, I'll be doing dumb shit, man. My bad, and I'm a hush henceforth, right. especially when the law is involved. Court law, shut up. It's that simple. I'm not speaking on Meg if I'm if I'm Troy Langs, Tory Langs. I'm not speaking on Meg. I'm hushing up. Quiet, McGee. I got no I got no leg to stand. I got no foot to stand on. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm quiet. My bad, man. My bad. My bad. So I, I figured they would have got him up earlier because he, he had been talking reckless about her again. So I'm I'm surprised. That whole trial is just crazy. And then it it's a whole it's been a whole bunch of stuff like as time goes on, which mm-hmm. makes this which is why he can tweet or whatever, like he's been tweeting, because the minute something supposedly surfaces from these sources or whatever, right? Yeah. Then he's like, Aha, yeah, y'all gonna find out soon. I've been saying my whole thing. Like he dropped a whole album based on like telling his part of the story or whatever. Yeah. Like two years ago or whatever, like a little bit after it happened, and then it got quiet again. And then another thing came up, and he's like, ah, y'all going to know, y'all going to see, blah, blah, blah. Then something came up, and it was like, oh, wait, it, it might have been somebody else. And everybody was like, ah, we hate Meg. And then it just c- continued. Then he's like, yeah, yeah. And he got pulled out. Uh, the baby brought him out at the Rolling Loud thing. Uh-huh. And then that was another thing. And then it was just like, oh, okay, how's this going? And then today, the thing, or a couple months ago, it was like DJ Academics was like, it's saying that his DNA not found on the gun, blah, blah. And they come out today, be like, he didn't consent to have his DNA sampled so they could, and I was like, oh my goodness. Every time it seemed like, oh, we thought, and then it'd be like, nah, it's, this was just got to wait it out, but he need to shut up. He needs to shut up. Once once, once there's legal proceedings, you got the hush on telling your side of the story. You just got to shut the hell up until everything is cleared. That's all you got to do. If you didn't do it, hush until it's official. Until you officially found innocent. Then talk your shit. Be like, I was found innocent, y'all. Then you make an album called Found Innocent, bitch. Do it then. But while everything is going, everything is in motion, hush. You're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting your own case. And your freedom, the amount of money wasted on legal fees and, like, getting bonds and bails going that's money man and i don't like i don't like spending unnecessary money that's one of the that's one of the main things that keeps me out of legal trouble you know how expensive it is to get bailed out court lawyer fees that's money you know how many smoothies i can get with these lawyer fees you know how many movies i can watch how many Jordan 1s I could get with $350,000? I can get all of them and have some change left. Hush. There's a bag. There's a Birkin bag that costs $550,000. What? I was going to do a video about this because I was like, man, who, who's paying this much for the bag? And I get it. There's there's billionaires out there with five hundred fifty thousand. It's nothing to you. But is it worth the price? What's coming inside this bag? <laughs> if I'm paying five hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a bag, a purse, 
It's got diamonds on it. It's got rare alligator skin. Fine. What's going on inside the bag? Can I teleport? Can I, can I time travel by going in the bag? Can the bag also double as a house? Does this bag contain three bedrooms, two and a half bath? Does it have 2,500 square feet? Does this bag have a backyard, a two-car garage? What is going on with this bag that makes it worth $550,000. Do the items I put in this bag now become whatever I want them to become? Can I go into another dimension by going through this bag? Can I see what the dinosaurs really look like by looking through the bag? Can I time travel and tell Dr. King not to go out on that balcony in Memphis by going through the bag. I want to know what this bag brings to the table that makes it worth $550,000 for a purse, a bag. I just got receipts in there, napkins, whatever women be putting in purses. $550,000. I need to be able to fix all regrets with this bag. Is this bag bulletproof? Like if somebody shot at me, could I use the bag as a shield? Does it come with a force field? Is there a BMW inside the bag? I got to know. Is there a cure for cancer in this bag? Even if it's one of the cancers, that would make it worth it. Colon cancer cure in this bag. All right, let me get that bag. Prostate cancer, hell yeah. Let me get the bag. It's ridiculous, man. Anyway, that was just a tangent. I'm sorry. Bruce Willis is retiring due to his cognitive ability being impacted by brain damage. Wow. that's uh, I saw this uh, on social media, and I'm like, man. I didn't, I didn't know he was going through that until they posted it. And I'm just like, damn, man, Bruce Willis, retirement, man. And he be working. I mean, a lot of his movies are like straight to streaming or straight to DVD or whatever, but I always see like a Bruce Willis movie somewhere that I've never heard of. Maybe like eight or 12 movies in a row. I'll be like, yo, I ain't never heard of this. I ain't seen a trailer for it. I'm just like, yo, when did he film this? How does he have time to film all this stuff? And he is prolific. If you look at his IMDb now, it's just movie after movie. I'm like, Bruce Willis and 50 Cent. When did they make this? Where was I at? He didn't tell me he was making this. <laughs> he didn't call you? No, he didn't call me up, man. Now he's retiring. Oh, man, that sucks, though. So now it made me look into, they called the illness something. I forget what the name was. Aphasia. Aphasia. I had never even heard of it. Let me, matter of fact, let me look it up right now. Let me see what's really going on with aphasia. Okay, aphasia. Aphasia is a language disorder that affects a person's ability to communicate. It can occur suddenly after a stroke or head injury or develop slowly from a growing brain tumor or disease. 
usually self-diagnosable. Uh, lab tests or imaging not required. Treatment can help, but this condition can't be cured. Uh, in the critical stage, it needs emergency care. Um, dang, man. Once the, once the underlying cause is treated, the main treatment for aphasia is speech therapy. What is it caused by? Caused by damage in a specific area of the brain that controls language expression and comprehension. Man. Yeah, this never knew, man. Shout out to Bruce Willis, man. He's given me a lot of joy in my life. Um, from from moonlighting to Die Hard, Die Hard 2, 3, 4, 6 Cents, Death Becomes Her. Um, what else are some of my favorite Bruce Willis moments? I can't even think now. Unbreakable was pretty solid. I thought Unbreakable was legit. Damn, man, Bruce Willis, man. He was, uh, look who's talking. He was the baby voice. Man, I used to love that movie. Look who's talking, man. That was the movie when it came out. I out. watched that so many times. He was a good voice. Too. Oh, The Last Boy Scout. How could I forget that? Oh, yeah. I love the that movie. Element. The Fifth Element. Hudson Hawk is a guilty pleasure. A lot of people shit on Hudson Hawk. It's a guilty pleasure. It was a box <laughs> office bomb. It did horribly at the box office. Made like $17 million. Budget was budget was like 65 cents. Oh, Looper was another good movie. I like Looper. Oh, Armageddon. I I knew about Bruce Willis early. Given my age, I was on him when, when Moonlighting was on, before his movie career took off. I was there. And I was like, yo, I like this guy. Moonlighting was like my favorite show at the time. But, man, shout out to Bruce Willis and his family, man. It's been a long time. Yeah. Estelle Harris passed away at the age of 93. Um, Estelle Harris played George Costanza's mom on Seinfeld. I remember her voice easily. I can hear her voice immediately. Oh man! Yeah, I thought I thought we had already lost her, so I was like, "Oh man, ninety three is a good run, y'all. Ninety three is a great run. Um, so good. Yeah, ninety three. That's a good time, man. A lot of memories. She was also uh, Mrs. Potato Head. She was Toy Story. Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah, I just recently watched all the Toy Stories. So I Dang. definitely hear her, her voice. She was. <laughs> she had a dope voice, man. Oh, her voice was great. Yeah, shout out to her, man. Shout She's out adorable, to her, man. man. 93, man. Good run. 93 is good. That's a good time. And she had a good 93. Like, that's a, a one of the most classic uh, TV shows. You yep. know, she's inside. Being uh, George's mom, that's like... It's amazing. You know what I mean? Yep. Like their interactions were always so funny. Yeah. Um, and she, yeah, she killed it. They cast his parents good. Oh, they killed it. Jerry Stiller and her together as George Costanza's parents. And they together, they were just such a great duo. They be yelling like, at each other. 
Yes. Because <laughs> Jerry's still there. It, oh. That's that's tough to be next to. Because even in King of Queens, like, oh man, he's tough to be next to and stand out. Don't get me started on him. <laughs> I love Jerry Stiller. Yeah, he is one of the greatest humans to be walking this. Well, who that was dude. walking this earth? That dude, man, Jerry Stiller. I just smile as soon as I see him. Yep. As soon as I see his face, I'm all <laughs> in. I'm like. Is he one of those people like you know how like when people see you they're all automatically laughing because it's you? Yeah. Like do you think with him that's your I'm gonna automatically start laughing no matter what he's doing? I don't laugh, I smile. Like smile, that's what I, I mean. smile like, immediately. Like for sure. Him, Jack Black, uh oh. Yes. I got I gotta think about the people that make me smile as soon as I look at them. Cedric makes me do that. Uh um, yes. Bernie Mac. Who else? I think Sinbad makes me do that. Um, it's it's quite a few people that I just start smiling. I'll be like, yeah, and I'm right. just automatically ready to take in whatever they're doing. But definitely. I used yeah. to smile with Michael Richards, but then he cut up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah he fucked yeah, up." <laughs> he did. But before that, he used to make me smile off the top. But now I just be like, "Man, you had a lot of he, anger in you." He was my favorite. Yeah, Kramer like, was. Kramer was literally my favorite, and now it's like I can't even say that out loud or think that. Yeah, I feel like I feel guilty even if I say it to myself. He he was my favorite. Uh, he was my favorite on Seinfeld. Well, actually, he was—he was saying. my initial favorite, and then it turned into all of them. Yeah. But initially, it was Kramer. Yep. And uh, Sarita said Seinfeld isn't a good show. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, Sarita. All right. Okay. Bless your heart. Go to bed. Yeah. Right. Take go, a nap. Go to bed, sweetie. <laughs> go to bed, sweetheart. Um, but yeah, Kramer initially. I think uh, David Allen Greer makes me smile, too. I'll just be like... I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a few people. Yeah, I like I like that uh, That some people just can instantly make you like... Yeah. Just smile. Yeah, just just like, like, oh. Yeah. Like, I like, you know who makes me smile like that in real life that like we personally know is uh, like Teddy Ray. Whenever Teddy I see Ray. Teddy Ray, I'd be like... Oh, hi. You're funny. Teddy Ray. <laughs> Get away. <laughs> He's so funny to me. Teddy Ray put up a funny post on his story about Gerard's outfit on SNL. He was like, man, Gerard done stole my summer steeds. I was going <laughs> to rock the... Man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Gerard was on SNL with his chest out. And when you come out the closet, man, take your shirt off. Man, right, let that chest sh- flourish. Shout out to Gerard for that, cause yeah, that's dope. He came out on his own terms. Yeah, and that's that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. I, I respect it. I told him, I text him, I was like, man, I'm proud of you, man. I got ignored, but you know, I feel typical. like everybody's probably doing that. It's typical, you know. He take forever to text back. But uh, yeah, man, I really enjoyed that special. I talked about it on Daddy Issues, but I really liked that special. I didn't laugh a lot, but it was a great watch. 
It was a great watch. So shout out to Gerard. And he put me on his show and he didn't have to. So I appreciate him. Yes. For that. For that. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. Shout out to I'll never forget. Hmm? Like the beginning of our relationship when he told me that you were on that show, I looked for it. Yeah. For long, for mad long. I was going through episode to episode because you couldn't <laughs> tell me which episode it was. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to find this man. And then I found it. And it was literally the two seconds. And I was nah. like, oh. <laughs> One Aww. word. I like him. <laughs> One word. Nah. Walk off. <laughs> With the confident walk off. Um, then they brought me back for season two or three. But uh, they they ended up cutting out part, though. But yeah, man. Uh, Netflix and Sony place upcoming Will Smith stuff on hold. Uh, I don't really feel it's necessary to do that. Um, but they said on hold, they're probably not canceling. They're probably just letting the, the heat die down. But if you're going to come back to the project, just come back to the project. And it might be on hold because of Will Smith. He might have been like, let's just hold off. So it might not, it might not have been a Sony or Netflix uh, decision. But um, I don't feel like he should be canceled. Especially given his track record. You know, this is this is unlike him. So, you know, I can see if he was problematic through the years of just, you know, doing all kind of shit. But I don't think his project should be canceled or, you know, any of that. But it's just me. I, I'm not the one that got... They get smacked up, and I'm not the Oscars, or I'm not the, you know. But that's just coming from me, you know. Um, but I think he's going to be all right. I agree, Afro. I think he'll be fine overall. This will pass over, you know. We'll just, we'll just view him a little differently now. He's just a little more Hancockish than we thought. He's just going to be on his Hancock. And he was like, yo, man, he's a nice guy, but he got some edge to him. And, and quite frankly, I like the fact that he has edge to him now, you know. I hate the fact that it's at Chris Rock's expense, but, you know. People get tired of being the nice guy after a while. You know, especially especially when you shit on it. When people look at when people view nice people as pushovers or weak or soft or corny, you know, that's going to get to you after a while. And, like, you know. There's nothing wrong with being a nice person. And I hate how we shame people for being nice or happy or, you know, happy-go-lucky or, you know, this, that, and the third. You, you, you're deemed as cooler because you're sarcastic or you got a negative attitude or, you know, you're disrespectful or rude. Like, you get extra points for this. And I, I think that's horseshit. And, you know... Um, you know, and that's going to get to people eventually. I felt like as a kid growing up, I felt like I was too nice. I felt like uh, I was a cornball because, oh, Tony, you're nice. You're sweet. Ah, you know, it's just like I, I can't be taken seriously because I'm nice or whatever. And I think that's jacked up, man. I think that's that's a hot portion of horse shit, man. A hot, steamy portion. Fresh out the booty hole. You know, but... It is what it is. Um, I got some questions before I go into this Morbius review. 
Um, I got some questions from my patron saints. Taylor Timmons question. Uh, Mr. Baker, is Pete Rock and CL Smooth Troy the best rap song beat of all time? I honestly don't know what the best rap song of all time is, but excuse me, but I'll tell you this. They reminisce over you is one of the best beats and rhymes ever. 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 This is definitely if I had to take a time capsule and I could only bring five hip hop tracks, they reminisce over you is gonna be in there. And I'll tell you why this song is so good. The story being told in the song. C.L. Smooth's flow, rap, and subject matter is perfect against Pete Rock's immaculate put-together-as-a-producer, the sampling work and what he was able to create sonically for then C.L. to rap on is just magical. That shit is just magical. The beat, it, they, they found a perfect melody and soundscape to what the song represented and what the song was about. The way, the way the instrumentation flows in the background, it really makes you feel like you are reminiscing about something. Like the, the, the vocals in the background, it's like a, it's like a haunting type vocal on the sample that he infused in there. And it's just like, wow, this is just, it feels like a memory. Like the song itself feels like an actual memory. And for them to capture that perfectly is just amazing. And it's like the video was perfect. The song is perfect. The rhymes are perfect. And Pete Rocket created something that will stand the test of time from here on out. And it's just amazing that they were able to cook that song up. And I was just like, yo, this song is amazing. My Uncle Doc's the greatest. Better get the latest. We'll talk about a car. We still ain't got the latest. But, man, ah, one of the best songs ever made. Hip-hop or otherwise, one of the best songs ever made, for sure. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Pete Rock, if you're watching this, if you watch this clip, I'm talking to you. Because I know you follow me. You and C.L. Smooth created one of the best songs to ever exist in life. So at the end of the day, when the chips are down, when the tables are turned, when the lights go off tomorrow, you can rest assured in that, good sirs, that y'all created something that's immortal. And that's amazing. We got to uh, get him on here. Oh, man, I, I would love to have Pete Rock up in here, man. I got so many questions. Let me hit him up. Yeah. So We're many make questions. It happen. Pete Rock. Because I know he's a, he's a big fan. Yeah, man. Pete Rock, you just got to do better at tagging people, man. You don't be tagging all the time. Tag people up, man. I'm not just talking about me. I'm just talking about you be posting. I'll be like, man, tag this person, man, so we can get in on it. Snoop Dogg, you too. Tag people. Oh, uh, yes. All right. Uh, Hannah J, uh, isn't the Grammy voters mostly old and white? I don't know. I don't know what what the Grammy voter base consists of, but probably so. Probably so. I would I would venture to guess yes. So, you know, they're not they're not really tapped in. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised, but it feels like that. 
Marcus J asks, what is your for show drop the panties R&B record slash album? For show drop the panties? Am I dropping my panties or? Right, because uh, I want to know. Whose panties is being dropped? What album can I put on to drop your panties? I feel like <laughs> we're talking panty dropping, good R&B. You got to go Marvin Gaye. Yeah. You got to go Marvin Gaye, let's get it on, I want you. When Marvin Gaye is in his sultry R&B love-making vibe, you gotta go with that, and I and I pick Marvin Gaye over like a Teddy Pendergrass or an Al Green because, to me, Marvin Gaye's voice was less of a distraction in terms of tone. Like Teddy Pendergrass gonna give you that close the door, but you gonna be distracted by his voice a little bit because it's so strong and it's so like you know, and then Al Green got that you know, kind of high voice, but I feel like Marvin Gaye is right in that middle pocket of, like, seduction, love, sex, without without overdoing the extraness of a Teddy P or Al Green on the panty drop. Barry White, Barry White can, but even his voice is like the booming, like, you know, Sabrina dropping panties right now. She's taking off her hoodie right now. I'm taking off my hoodie. This is true. You know what I'm saying? Just at the mere mention of Marvin Gaye. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I would go with a Marvin Gaye, probably Let's Get It On album, you know. Um, is it weird that, like, for me, the songs that, like, or the albums and stuff that get me going have nothing to do with like love. No. Like that. Like I yo, you could you could throw on some mob deep and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I'ma I mean? I'm say this too. Music doesn't put me in a sexual mood. Yeah. Like I can have sex to anything. Oh, yeah. Like it, it could be whatever. And it's just like, oh, this was on? Okay. I'm not gonna change the song. Unless it's a song I hate, but that's just going to be, I could be drinking water and, and turn this shit off. I, I will say you can't be upset if my song comes on and I do start singing along in the moment. Like, don't worry, we still going to keep it going, right. but I'm singing, I'm dancing, we doing this. Yeah. My song is on. <laughs> yep. If I start, if shit, if I start hitting the Macarena while I'm on it, like, this is what we're doing now. Yeah. But I don't they, know why the Macarena would be on the fucking Well, I would, I would continue to smash if the Macarena was on. Normally, I would turn yeah. it off, but I we having a good time. Yeah. The, the Macarena pumps. Let's do the Macarena. Uh, All right. And then do the dance on the position switch. Yes. I, I will say. That's Marvin Gaye's, uh, not Let's Get It On. Let's Get It On is a good one. Marvin Gaye has a couple. He has Let's Get It On, and he has uh, I Want You. And he also has, what's that one that's on Midnight Lover album? Uh, Midnight Love. Wait, is that Let's Get It On? No, no, no. It's uh, Distant Lover is another good one. Not get to this. 
Oh, sexual healing. Sexual healing. That was the one I was thinking of. That's on the really? Midnight Love album. Sexual lo- <laughs> sexual healing. Yes. Marvin Gaye is the master of just music in general, goddammit. R and B is him. Like to me, Marvin Gaye is cream of the crop. I would feel bad smashing to Dance with My Father though by Luther Vandross. That would be weird. Yeah, there are some songs that I'm like. I would get sad. I can't like Mariah Carey's "Don't uh, One Sweet Day." Not happening. Yeah, there are some songs that's just like, hold on, man. Like I couldn't smash the Gangsta Lean or "It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday." Like it's some sad songs where I'll be like, all right, hold on, we got to we got to change. But Crossroads, I might be able to get it in. Get it in. Boom, 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 boom. Tell me what you gonna do with an ain't nowhere to run. Judge me, copy you. Judge me, copy you. Actually, no, when the second the Uncle Charles part comes on, I'll be too creeped out. Because I'm gonna imagine you're Uncle Charles. That visual of Uncle Charles. Yeah, him losing his his eyes going black. Nope. That song was amazing. See, like that song should have got record of the year. Or song of the year in 95. I it probably wasn't even nominated. Yeah, it probably wasn't. And that was a that was literally everywhere. It's still a great record. Absolutely. Like when that comes on, people ain't me turn this off. They like, yo, this. Everyone singing. It's a, it's an amazing record. Automatical. One of the best ever. Um, and then Jer- Jeremiah Covington. What's your top five performances you saw in person or TV? Oh man, TV. You you open up the floodgates. Uh, I know in person, Common is one of my favorite uh, rap artists to see live. Common is going to give you 120% on the stage presence. He's going to give you freestyles. He's going to, um, okay, Sabrina. He's going to, um, he's going to give you everything, man. So he's a great live performer to see. I saw The Roots live. I saw um, Sade live. I saw Alicia Keys live. I don't know, man. Top five performances, I really got to sit in that. I'm not even sure. That's tough. But I do know that Common is probably my favorite rapper to see live so far. Because I can hear everything he's saying. He's not just standing there trying to be cool. He's not standing up there with shades on, moving slow. He's giving you energy. He's pacing back and forth. He's jumping around. He's The breath control, the freestyle. I've seen him break dance live, and I'm just like, yo. Kendrick Lamar gives great live performances. I haven't seen him live live, but I've seen him on TV. Great performances. Even that little snippet he did at the Super Bowl, great. Um, so yeah. Probably some of those cats. But I haven't yeah, gone I haven't gone to a ton of concerts though. But I've seen Common Live four times. Really? When was the last time you saw him? Last time I saw him was uh I think when Finding Forever was coming out, um, I think it was during that rollout when I saw him live. Because I saw him on the Electric Circus uh, tour. Then I saw him again 
uh, a year after that. Mm. And then I saw him uh, at this like live taping for Coca-Cola or whatever. And then I saw him again uh, somewhere else. Because I remember at the Coca-Cola taping, he, he just did a moment where he was kind of talking to the crowd, and I yelled out, Nad Champa! And then he did that song. He performed that song after I yelled it out. I was like, I oh. created this. I created this moment right here. Because <laughs> it was a perfect opportunity. It, just, I mean, you know, it was quiet. It got quiet real quick. And I was like, Nag Champa. And then they queued it up and did it. I was like, man, this. This. Yeah. That's one of my favorite Common songs, by the way. Nag Champa. I got to see Common play for free at Central Park, and that was really dope. Oh man, free yeah, show! It was a good time because I didn't know I didn't know what I was rolling up on because in Central Park they did like uh, was it like the summer summer stage, summer sound stage, yeah. and so they would have free concerts all the time. Yeah, and yeah. so I just rolled up, and it it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just him. It was him with uh, what's his name? Oh, I can't think straight. But was it a singer I just remember, or a rapper? Uh, singer from Bilal? the 70s. No, from the seventies. Oh, from the seventies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he passed away. Um, it wasn't. What's his name? Was it? Who? Uh, I don't know. I can't think of his name right now. I was the, just the, the revolution will not be televised. Yeah, who was that? Oh, that's uh. Why am I blanking on his name? The that's what I'm saying. Because I was be literally just look. Oh, uh, Gil Scott Heron. Gil so Scott I saw Heron. Gil Scott yeah. Heron. So it was a Gil Scott Heron concert for free, uh-huh. and you know I'm there and I'm like, yo, this is a, this is dope. I mean, I'm loving this right now, and um, and then Common comes out and I'm just like, yeah. dying like, yo, this is dope. And you know who else I got to see in 2005? I got to see James Brown. Oh wow, that was the craziest thing because wow. I didn't expect to see him. Yeah, um, the so. <laughs> This is very, this is a great story. Uh, so the guy that I, it was my first boyfriend. So the, uh, I took his sister because nobody wanted to go. His sister really wanted to go to Gwen Stefani concert. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, I'll take you. And so I took his sister and, you know, we're there. We're having a good time. And, uh, you know, Justin Timberlake comes out. And then James fucking Brown came out with Gwen Stefani. Wow. And I was like, this isn't real. Yeah. This isn't happening. And she's like young. So she's not understanding like why all the, the parents are like freaking out. Yeah. And then me. And I, it was just losing it. I was like, yo, this is James Brown. That's crazy. How was he? He. Because oh, that's, that's close to his death. That was He died the next year. Yeah. So yeah, he was, it was it, you know he he did his best, yeah. bless his heart. Yeah, it's still James bless Brown, his, even if he was out there sitting. He was like, "Yo, look at the footwork." I don't care if he was yeah. doing his footwork from the chair. Like, yes, James Brown. Yeah, um, yeah, it was insane. It was one of the crazy. I was like, my mind was blown. I've seen, but I've seen so many people because of You've my old job that yeah. it's just like you've seen everybody. I've literally, I've seen just about everybody. Nobody knew because they're new people. I wasn't working, you know, obviously I stopped working in uh, that job in 2015. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of, a lot of greats. I've seen Mary J. Blige. I've seen, uh, I've seen the police sting. I've seen 
Shit, I've seen Mariah Carey, I've seen Kanye a bunch of times, Beyonce, Jay-Z, I've seen everybody. One of my biggest time. regrets is not going to see Prince when he was doing all those concerts at the Forum. Oh, yeah. That's one of my biggest regrets in life because they were they were cheap. I had no excuse. They were like $20, $25, and he was just doing them joints nightly. And I really got no excuse. And I'm just like, man, I, I regret not going, man. But typical me, not doing stuff, and just missed out on, you know, Something that I could have kept a good memory of that forever, not knowing that he right. was going to die soon. I'm right. like, piss, man. Do it. Stop putting stuff off, y'all. Yeah. Stop putting stuff off. Do it, man. If you want to do it, just just do it. Just do it, bro. Do it, man. Uh, yeah. Let's get her done. Yeah, I've seen. I, I have no regrets, luckily, as far as, like, anybody I wanted to see, I've seen them. I've seen Wu Tang like a trillion times. Man. I got to see Mob Deep with Prodigy, man, in Jones Beach. Just who got shot in the dome piece, Jerome's niece, Jerome's on the way home from Jones oh, Beach. Jones Beach, yeah. Selling drugs on the dime, hanging out with young thugs that all carry nine. And nighttime is more trite than ever. What up, Comega? Did you see him and y'all together? <laughs> if so, to hold the fort <laughs> down, represent to the fullest, man. Ah. Man, I left a half a hundred in your commissary. You was my nigga when push came to shove. One love. One love. One Yo, love. shout out to at Troy Blyden for the shirt. Imperfect. Yes. At Troy Blyden. That's B-L-Y-D-E-N on IG. TroyBlyden.com for the merch. Shout out to you, man. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm about to slide into this Morbius review and get out of here because I got to go pack for New York. Um, but Sabrina's gonna head out and continue yes, her New York adventures. Uh, thank you. Yes, of Appreciate course. you. Uh, I hope to see everybody in New York. I'll be at all the shows. I'm gonna have earrings on deck, so if y'all want to buy earrings, <laughs> earrings on deck. Pull up. Yeah. All right, bye y'all. All right. Uh, Morbius is the latest in comic book canon. On the Spider-Man side of things, so it is a Sony joint. Uh, the story is about Michael Morbius, who is a disabled, brilliant doctor who has a blood-borne illness, and he doesn't have that much time to live. And he's in a constant search for a cure, and he ends up finding one with the help of something involving bats and using something that the bats carry to be able to fight the bloodborne illness, pretty much. I'm just, you know, I'm just grazing over the top of what, you know, the premise is. And through his, you know, experiments out of desperation and stuff like that, he creates uh, a mixture that imbues him with some of the abilities of a bat and... Along with that, it's a gift and a curse. Now he must, and it's a vampire bat, not just regular, not just regular fruit bats or insect bats. He is. Wait, hold on. Somebody just asked me. Mason Fitzhugh asked me, "Are you gonna stream games on YouTube again?" Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Um, so he ended up with these powers. So now he has these abilities to do things. He has super strength, speed. He can glide in the air. He has uh, sonar, 
You know what I mean? So it's just like, wow, he's got all of these dope abilities. Now, you know, he can walk again without the use of crutches. You know, he's robust. He's all of a sudden in shape. And, you know, it's the typical, you know, superhero echolocation. The, 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 the typical, you know, once you, be, once you get your superpowers, you're going to be in shape. You're going to be swole. You're going to be cut up. You're going to be buff. I want the regular bodied superheroes, man. Give us regular body superheroes. Yeah, they got the strength and the speed, but they also got love handles in the belly, man. Give us this. And I'm not talking about a side character. I'm talking about the main character. Give us a regular body superhero where he got the super strength, the speed, the love handles, and the gut. Give us this. Give us this, our daily bread. How come everybody got to be in shape? Shredded up, buff. Big, man. You know how many strong people it is out here with huge guts, but they can lift a Volkswagen? You know what I'm saying? Give, give us this. I see a whole bunch of regular-bodied individuals doing the, doing the deadlifts. They deadlifting 690 pounds. Gut central. Love handle McGirt. Okay. Now, usually with speed, if you're going to be super fast and running all the time, naturally your body going to shed that extra gut in the love handles. That's just going to naturally come off because you're running like crazy. In there. So I get it if you're fast. But if we're talking pure strength, come on, man. Anyway, Morbius is played by Jared Leto, who, who is known to be a very intense method actor. You know what I'm saying? He's going to... He's going to give you the method. He's going to give you the method performance. I'm, I'm sure he was like, oh, all right. So if we're going to do me sickly, I better lose mad weight. Let me pale up. Let me avoid the sun. And I'm going to just look really sick. And he did. He looked like he was really sick early on. And then, you know, when he got the, when he got the special abilities, he, he was swole now. He was cut up. You know, of course, he worked with a beautiful, you know, doctor by his side. So, you know, we're going to have to have that, you know. If you're going to be working in the field, a field of medicine and you're going to be working close with somebody, you know, you know she's going to have to be beautiful. And then, you know, two beautiful people can, can connect and get together. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man. Have your partner in medical crime be basic as hell in the face. Give us that regular co-worker vibes, man, because we are – if you work at the hospital, man, chances are, well, I don't know, man. Nurses be looking good nowadays, so you know what I'm saying. But it's a it's a lot of regular looking people in the medical field, you know. But not, nah, but in this case, you know, no, nah, man, she gonna be good looking. She gonna have a ponytail. In in the in the movie, she had on the Sade outfit, the Sade outfit with her in the denim shirt and the ponytail. I was like, I see what you're doing. Oh, Rachel, somebody said Rachel in the Dark Knight was basic. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. She was she was like, you know, a girl from around the way. I can give you that. Luke Cage could have been regular bodied because no, no working out was required for Luke Cage. Um, so... Anyway, so the story, back to Morbius, the story of Morbius. So 
he gets imbued with these special powers. Now, mind you, he grew up, his best friend growing up was a kid that he met in the in the children's hospital that they grew up in. They both had pretty much the same affliction. So they came up together. They remained friends. And uh, Morbius went on to do his own thing. And his friend, who was a little bit more violent, um, stayed behind with this one doctor that really cared for both the boys. So he was just going to stay with him and guide him through this. Now, Michael Morbius is doing his thing in the medical field. His, uh, his boy was also doing things on his end, making good money and doing this thing. But they're both like, the clock is ticking on both these guys. So when Morbius, you know, finds a cure, but at the same time, this curse. So now, even though I had these special abilities, I also must consume human blood to be able to maintain this status that I'm in. So, yeah, I got all this speed. I got all this. But if I don't consume blood every, you know, four to six hours, you know, I go back to my original self. And so that's the curse part because he doesn't want to feed on other humans to be able to maintain his lifestyle. So that's the gift and the curse aspect. And that's the interesting thing about Morbius. Is he a villain? Is he not? How will he survive if he doesn't really want to consume human blood? Who is he going to consume the blood from? Like, you know what I'm saying? And his boy that helped helped him fund the research for him to be able to find this cure that, w- that gave him the powers, his boy was like, yo, let me get in on what you got. I see you out here. You all robust in the chest. You out here with the special abilities. I see you doing your thing. You walking without the crutches. I want in on this as well. And he's like, nah, man, you don't want none of this. And he's like, man, that's unfair, man. I helped you do all this, man. I want in on it. Let me make the decision if I want to live with the curse. So his boy, he's like, nah, man, you don't want none of this. So his boy, of course, doesn't listen. And he becomes the the arch nemesis of our hero. And it's another case of the origin story where they have to fight somebody with the same powers as them. And that's one of the that's one of the cons to this movie. It's like we we've seen this before. Here we go again with the origin story. You get your powers, you fight somebody that you work with closely, and then y'all gonna have to fight each other, and you got the same powers. It's been done to death. It's been done to death. We you know you got to fight somebody with a similar power. So it's like there's no big surprises there. Uh, Jared Leto does a good job as Michael Mor- uh, Morbius. Um, he wasn't exactly one-dimensional. He had some jokes here and there. Um, so I, I liked him as Morbius. Uh, I felt like if he showed up in future Spider-Man projects, I would not be mad. Like, uh, the character of Morbius has pretty interesting powers, and I'm, and I'm interested to see how he goes forward in navigating his hunger and not be, you know, a completely terrible person. How will he decide who to feed on and who not? Because there's some artificial blood that he can consume, but that's not going to be enough. So he's going to have to make a decision and a decision on who he can consume blood from. Uh, some of the some of the moments in the film I wanted to highlight. Uh, and there's a scene where his uh, his love interest, not his love interest, but his partner in crime, she was in the hospital, right? But she didn't have the hospital bed lips. You know, if you're in the hospital, man, give us the real lips. Give us the real hospital bed lips. If you're going to be in the hospital, I need them lips ashy. Everybody you ever go see in the hospital, their lips be toe up. 
dry lips, you dried out, breath is probably hot, you just laying in the hospital bed, no toothbrush, no mint, you just fighting for your life, you probably threw up a couple times. Your lips are going to be ashy in that hospital bed. I need to see this in the movie, man. Your lips can't be all robust and glistening and look like you got a little color to them. Hell no, your lips need to be ashy, dry looking, minimal color. Don't give me that, man. Don't give me that, man. If we really in this hospital, we really in this hospital. You know, I need the cracks. Um, also, I feel like bats get a bad rap, and this movie won't help it. I feel like bats get a bad rap. A lot of people think that, you know, vampire bats are these these huge bats that want to consume our blood. And, like, you know, they'll kill you. They'll, they'll come for you. And, and this, that, and the third. And I feel like people are already too scared of bats. And I feel like this movie won't help. I feel like bats are amazing creatures. Uh, I love what they're capable of. I love the way they look. The way they live and how they move and what they can do is amazing to me. Like, you know, and I get it. They're rodents. They're flying rodents. So people can't handle that. But the majority of bats only eat fruit and insects. They are, uh, you know, a species of vampire bat, but they're not what you think they are where they'll be they'll be coming for you and, you know, just land on your neck and just be like, oh, man. So vampire bats, you know, they will they will attack like, you know, cattle, like livestock or whatever. But, you know, for the most part, and they could, you know, they could transport disease that way. But you, but, but that's just, you know, a small a small division of bats. You know, vampire bats ain't everywhere. So don't don't. You know, dig in the bats, man. Look at them, study them. They're cute, man. Not all of them. There's some ugly bats out there in the face. Like vampire bats in particular are pretty ugly. And the ones that got the huge nose piece. But the regular bats, man. And the flying foxes, adorable, man. Get in on this. And and the fact that they have sonar is incredible. The fact that so we got sonar from bats is absolutely incredible. So, you know. Respect bats a little bit more. So, you know, and, and look in the bats and go watch them. And the fact that they go in at night and they only come out at night, and they hang upside down and, you know, they just be posted up. That's amazing to me. And then they all come out at a certain time. Amazing. And sometimes, depending on what city you live in, they are in your community right now. Like they come out at night, you hear the little squeaks going on. That's them. And they squeak so they can use their sonar to find the insects they're looking for. It's amazing, man. Bats are incredible. Uh, anyway, um, I feel sorry for lab rats. Lab rats are in this movie. They be running tests on lab rats. Lab rats didn't sign up for these tests we running on them, man. I be feeling bad for them, man. And it be like, you know, in the, in the, the lab rats in this particular movie, you know, spoiler alert maybe, slight spoiler, but, you know, the rat, he was like, oh, man, he died. But then he came back. And it's just like, man, what if he didn't come back, man? You know, so it's like I feel sorry for lab rats. And I understand you're doing this to protect humanity and enhance humanity. and But the you got to have these rats sign a waiver, man. The rats got to sign a waiver, uh, you know, to let you know that they're, volunt you know, voluntarily doing this. You know, and so, you know, I feel bad for them. Um. Why do people talk in dark hallways? When the power goes out in the long, dark hallway, hush. Don't be like, hello? Is anyone there? I. If somebody you think should be there, you can say their name once. Amir? If he doesn't answer, I'm out. I'm out. If I thought I saw somebody at the end of the hallway, I'm like, Amir. 
He don't answer. I'm out. I'm going. To, I'm going towards the light source. I'm out. There's no questions. There's no repeated asking. I'm out. So if you're in dark hallways, get to the light as soon as possible. Move fast. Don't be don't be asking for people too many times. You're wasting valuable time. If you thought you saw something, hush and run. I need y'all to do that in these movies, man. Come on. Um, it's funny. The heroes always got the hoodie available. They always got the hoodie on. Always got the hoodie available when they want to walk down alleys or walk through the city streets and not be recognized. The hoodie is always there for them. I'm going to tell you right now, the hoodie is not that effective. Now, if you combine the hoodie with the mask that we have to wear, yeah, you good. But a simple hoodie, I'm still going to notice you, man. I still see the bottom of your face. Okay? The hoodie is not all that when it comes to, hey, man, let me be low-key. Let me put the hoodie on. For the hoodie to be truly effective, it needs to be just showing your lips. If that. Just your bottom lip. If that. And then you can't even see where you're going. So, you know, we need to ease up on the effectiveness of hoodies in these movies and TV. Um, oh, so there's a scene in Morbius where Morbius breaks a dude's hand. And while he's breaking this dude's hand, the dude asks, who are you? Who? Who's asking that? Who's asking that? If somebody's breaking your hand, you're not going to ask, who are you? You're going to be like, stop, please, my hand, enough. You're not going to be like, who are you? What is your name, bro? Nobody's doing this. Nobody's going to be like, who are you? What's your Instagram? Why are you getting your hand broke off? No, nobody's doing that. That was the dumbest. I was like, who's asking this? I'm going to be like, hey, man, let me go, man. I don't care what your name is. And I don't expect you to tell me what your name is if you're breaking my hand because I'm pressing charges. I'm pressing every charge. Who's asking this in mid-handbrake? Dumb. Um, oh, if you do watch Morbius, check out the villain sneakers. He was really rocking his Reebok in this movie. The villain sneakers was on full display in this movie. And I'm like, yo, I feel like Reebok was like, yo, we want in on this movie. We want to be shown prominently. Let us get in on the product placement. Because the, the Reebok sneakers was all in. And they were showing them tough. So I was like, all right, bet that. Reebok, villain sneakers. Um, and I'm just glad I'm not a vampire. I'm glad I'm not a vampire because my, my appetite is already ravenous. Like, I'm always hungry. So if I was a vampire, I would always be hungry for human blood. And that just sucks. Like, I would always be killing people. Because I'm like, man, Tony, you just say, I know, I know. But I need, I need to feed. They're always showing their teeth a lot when they're a vampire. I need to feed again what you just ate tony but but alas i'm still hungry i would hate to be a vampire given my appetite i would suck literally sucking blood all day every day night after night knowing me i'm i'm feeding on people all night even when i'm full i'm like come here let me holler at you yeah 
post credit scene. post credit scene in Morbius, there's two of them. The first post credit scene is dope as hell. Both, actually, both post credit scenes are pretty good. So post credit scene is really the best part of the movie. So overall, y'all want to know the smooth jazz review of Morbius. Well, here it is. Oh, yeah. I'm giving Morbius two and a half saxophones out of five. We've been there, done that. We've been there, done that with the story. So now, now that Mor- Morbius has been established, we can just throw him in some Spider-Man movies and we good. Uh, I will say this, though. I enjoyed Morbius more than the Venom movies, more than Venom 1 and Venom 2. I'm not a fan of the Venom movies. I will say that I like Morbius better than Venom. A lot of people probably won't agree with me, but I didn't like Venom 1 or 2. I really didn't like Venom 2. I really didn't like Venom 2. I really didn't like Venom 2 at all. At all. I didn't like it. So I will say Morbius is better than Venom 2. Venom, Venom 1 and Morbius might be tied because I really did like Tom Hardy's performance in Venom. So, so I'll give Venom the edge a little bit. But Morbius is right under there. But Venom, let there be carnage. Uh, let there be carnage, trash. Anyway. I got to get the hell up out of here. Let me know what you thought of Morbius in the comments section below. Uh, I want to thank y'all so much for tuning in to Verbal Cardio. Shout out to my patron saints for being in here tough. I love y'all passionately in the shower. If you want to get in on these when I record them live, you can join my Patreon for as little as $5 a month. Uh, Movie nights are back, so stay tuned for that. And, uh, man, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, We out of here. Thank you for tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio.